remember when we went to Dave's in Dallas? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got that Dave's here, and I actually just went there for lunch. Was it? Is it? Is it the same? It pretty. I mean, similar. It. I feel like I don't know. Something was different with the one in Dallas because I felt like that was extremely hot. And maybe like, they were like these Oklahomans. Here in Oklahoma, like I get the hot, and like it's not that bad. But I feel like over in Dallas, like it fucked my whole day up, man. Like. I mean, you went, we went to the apartment or the hotel. <laughs> and you went to sleep, dude. I don't know what like that 2 was. PM, and then I was like, I'm like alone. It for the rest wasn't of the night. two. It was like four. It Let's be four. real. Yeah, I think we ate at like two or something. Yeah, dude. I. So then when dinner time rolled around, I was like, damn. Didn't you say you like ordered Jimmy? Shots I did. Yeah, I ordered, <laughs> and I left the room because I don't want to like, but uh, be all dude. Loud. You would. You should have. You should have woke me up because, like, I will say though. It was a nice sleep. Probably best sleep I've ever had. Freaking uh, coma, uh, spicy coma. Spicy sleep. coma chicken sleep. Man, that's the best. That should be, that's our new I band name. Chili spicy. Peppers album. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> no pun intended, Red Hot Chili Peppers album. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, speaking of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, what's up, fandom? My name is Josh. Joining me once again, we got Mr. Harold Story. Yo, yo. And to kick off our second episode of Annie May, we're going to talk about Satoshi Kone's first movie, Perfect Blue. Yeah. So now, Harold, have you seen the live action Perfect Blue? <laughs> yes. Is it good? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about um I thought you were talking about the Darren Aronofsky, like the uh Oh Black Swan. Black Swan. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought you were making Did they actually make a live action Perfect Blue? Yeah, yeah, they made a live action Perfect oh, Blue. Okay. Um, apparently it's terrible <laughs> i mean but they were like the the cover i'll send you the cover like the cover they were just like screw it show her topless and oh i was my. like dang all right all right i might have to check that out this then. is how this is how we do can <laughs> i get can i get this on vhs is that yeah, a? I will be watching that now so um yeah so we're, we're here to talk about perfect blue um this the 1997 satoshi Kone uh film um now harold i had you you played this when you guys were doing the uh um the after school anime right at tower yeah, didn't you uh, guys do this or we did no, play or, i think we we played um we didn't do it for the for after school anime we did it for um our programming in tower th- theater proper when we we're doing like uh feature movies oh like that, that's big, right yeah room. um mike, yeah, did, so. mike did the poster for that one right no, that was Robot House. Robot, Robot House, House did the poster, okay. yeah. So they they did a pretty sick poster for this. Yeah, it dude, it's. I, I've got that one up here right now. It's. Uh, I said I think I might have an extra one, but I don't know if I. Well, if you've got an extra one, <laughs> uh, we'll give one away. No, um, maybe I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah. So so I had seen this back. I think it was on Sci-Fi, like a long time ago. People said that they'd seen it on, and when because Sci-Fi did a, they did kind of an anime block because they show like Dragon Ball Z and stuff on mm-hmm. there. But and you're not, but you're not the first person I've heard say like I think I saw it on Sci-Fi. Yeah, like that. Sci-Fi had this weird like sci sci-fi mondays or sci fun days or I, I don't know it was yeah. they called it something weird some block yeah and they, it was just like anime so they would usually do like a couple like one week they would do like four episodes of an anime and then the next week they would do like a movie so it was like a yeah. weird like reverse tsunami type of thing and i was like you know that's actually pretty good like i watched like some really random thing like i think that's the first time that i saw um I think the Digimon movies they played on Sci-Fi too. No like, way. Yeah, like oh, it was like the random crap that they would throw up on Sci-Fi, huh. um, and just shows that you were like, "What is this? Why is why am I what? <laughs> huh?" Um, but yeah, like I, I remember watching this like then, and I was like, "Okay, this is this is cool." But it was like the TV version, so it was very like all the like the the whole bit where he's like take like the photographer's taking pictures of her and everything they show the pictures but like they don't show like everything that's you know all the nudity and everything in this they just completely kind of cover that up um i also think the um the rap scene is is kind of changed as well um i think they they change a little bit of that um to where it's not like as graphic on tv um but yeah, like the 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 dub for this is it's a dub. 
Uh, it's one of those great, like, late 90s dubs. Um, I yeah, wait, the, it wasn't, I don't remember it being atrocious, but... No, it's not bad. The lady, the lady in it does several... I mean, I think she's done quite a bit of anime, I thought. Uh, yeah, it's... I mean, again, it's not bad. There is a lot of that that wonderful thing. Well, I mean, I guess they kind of still do that now where uh, it's multiple people doing multiple roles. Yeah. Um, like uh, Stephen Bloom's in it for a bit. Like, I think he Stephen Bloom's a couple characters. So you're like, oh, that's Spike Speak. <laughs> oh, yeah. OK, he um, kind of fills in. Wendy Lee is in it, too. Wendy, yeah, Wendy Lee is like the uh, Fumiko or Fumi. Yeah. Yeah. Rumi, Rumi, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's she's in it. She's the big bad at the, of the film. Spoilers for the movie they Dude, came out in nineteen ninety seven. No, I mean that's a good turn because like the first time I watched it and you see that part, I was like, oh my god, like that's crazy. Yeah, like, and fun fact on that poster too, one of the one of the uh, characters is the old lady. Oh, it is her up at the very top. I don't know if you ever noticed that. Yeah, No, I um, didn't notice that. I didn't notice it until the dudes at Robot House told me one time, they're like, did you notice that one of them's not her? And I was like, oh my God, that's, that's crazy. I'm like looking at it. It's right there. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, like, I see it. Now that you're looking for it, you're like, oh yeah, there it yeah, is. Now I can, now I can not, not see her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was that's... shook though, but it's like perfectly plays into that theme of the movie for sure. But um, I don't know, man. It, this movie's kind of ahead of its time, honestly, for 97. Well, I want to say, like, most of Satoshi Kon's stuff is ahead of his time. Yeah, um, I mean, but he had, like, basically he had his thumb on, like, what ended up being, like, social media in this movie. Mm-hmm. My, watching them learn the, like, watching Mima, uh, Mima, bleh, Mima learn the internet. Yeah. And, was... like, how <laughs> did the internet, on this old Macintosh? Dude, I was, was like, time, dang. Honestly. I was like, dang. Like, she's, like... <laughs> When they're like, she's like, you have to type in this thing, and she's yeah. like, oh my gosh, like, like tell me, it's like, I this, she's like, speak the English to me, web. I don't know. She's like typing in H T T P. That was good. Like, I thought that was great. She's like, this, yeah. she's like when uh, Rumi's like, this is how you access the internet. You go to this folder, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's pretty funny. I've definitely seen more cringe like things that didn't age well. This one, um, I feel this one's not that bad, really. No, but it is. I'm like, and it's actually pretty accurate to what you know ends up being social media, like I was saying. Like, well, and in even like this, this was like the reason that I wanted to do Perfect Blue is because we're also doing like the episode that came out last week is uh the first three episodes of an anime that is premiering right now, which is Oshinoko, um, which is from the creator of. Uh, Kaguya-sama, which is like one of the best rom-coms of all time, um, and nice. then uh, the artist uh, she did Scum's Wish, which is another like hits you in the feels type of like drama ridiculous thing. Yeah. Um, but this is about idols, and I was like, oh, idols and idols. This is great. Really, yeah, it is and pretty... it's like it's like idols. Like she's an idol. Like there's there's twins. He's he's an actor trying okay. to navigate like the the world of acting and everything, and she's an idol trying to navigate the world of being an idol and all of the crossovers that happen. And there's like how you have to deal with uh, everything with your fans. Like there's a part where uh, in in Oshinoko that a character like uh, it's a it's a TV show, it's a reality show, and the producers are playing a. Uh, the way that they cut these camera angles makes this one girl out to be like a very bad person, even though that's not how it happened at all. And so she gets all this backlash from the audience. And then it's like, this is, this is like no, nobody on the, in the, like the cast has any animosity, but like the producers are playing that up for the ratings. It's exactly what they do. Like on like yeah. the bachelor and stuff. Exactly. And like, you just see this and like her, this girl starts getting like death threats and everything. And she's like 15. Dude, like yeah, these are all like, like fabricate kids. the drama for like the, for the, for the views for sure. Yeah. Like they do a really good job of like, Hey, like once you like the, uh, uh, Aka Akasaka is, is the uh, creator's name. He does a really good job of like, yeah, I'm still going to like, you know, 
we're, we're gonna show what the world of being like a star is actually like um, well, as yeah, best like, as we can it is like definitely like that because like i don't know we just have seen like a lot of media and like what that actually does to people I, i'm very interested in like to see what in like 20 years what social media like what the what the perception of it is and like mm-hmm. what the long-lasting effects actually are but like being famous in itself man i mean you see how people how they end up having to live their lives and then you're like man no wonder they ended up being wacky like yep you know what i mean like and public image wild. is such a big thing like which is uh again kind of going back from oceanoko to perfect blue it's like uh Satoshi Kone was telling us like he was you know bringing this to light I mean even though this this is based off a novel um but like he's bringing this you know to the forefront in you know video form um of like what the entertainment industry is like in like 1997 which is like still exactly the way it is now like there's the public perception of everything yeah it's it's ridiculous and like you watch and you're like oh my gosh this is like right on the right on the money. This is the way that we still operate today. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's so crazy to you know watch everything that Mima goes through, and uh, you know it's it, ridiculous. Um, again, th- we're spoiling everything here. We're spoiling it all. We're gonna spoil the world. Um, so what were some of your favorite parts of? It's weird to say like, what was your favorite part about this movie? Because like the movie's good and like i feel like you have to watch the entire film to appreciate it um it's not like one of those like you can watch like 15 seconds and be like this is gonna be a good movie you know it's like there's so much stuff that's like throughout this um yeah i i really like the story for one is like tippity top um but yeah what, what do you think about like the overall story of of perfect blue yeah, like the overall themes, I mean, it's interesting because you keep kind of not knowing what's really happening and what's like, what is she imagining? What's real and what's fake? And it's just kind of that, I don't know, it's the, it's all playing into like that dissociative, like that that personality, like duality of personality, psychos- psychosis type thing. Because like as the audience, you're watching and you're, it's hard for you to kind of tell like, is this really happening and then like you think it's something awful happening like actually in real life and then at the end it's like there's an audience clapping and then you're like oh was that the whole thing was like part of a performance like yeah when she was real like when they're doing those cuts throughout where she'll just like wake up in her room again yeah i'm like like, those cuts are just like (laughs) yeah and you're like wait what um and i don't know how much of that like uh roomy is doing to her yeah, you know see, what I mean? What it, you, when you, it's like one of those ones where you almost have to like rewatch it immediately. You're like, what did I miss the whole time? Like, what breadcrumbs did I miss? Yeah, it's definitely one where like you watch it and like I should have watched it before. I mean, because yeah, like I watched this, geez, when I was probably like 15, like maybe. Yeah. So it's been like a hot minute since, this, you know, since I watched this movie. Um, So watching it again, I'm like, man, I feel like I kind of need to watch it again just so i can see all the little breadcrumbs yeah that they they're they're they because they've got to be throwing them throughout um the whole thing with the fish like when she breaks down with the fish i was like dang this (laughs) girl better not get a cat (laughs) Uh, yeah it's like whoa like it's like a hairline a hairline holding your psyche together yeah um yeah it's it's such a like the whole thing you're just like especially with like the clips and the fact that she's starring in a movie or a, a tv drama that is basically the exact same thing as what she is living right it's now the hard part that, to like the... figure out what's real and what's not like it's it perfectly plays into that whole thing mm-hmm. like when because like they're doing the whole like what, what's it called deep uh deep blood blood deep or something like that yeah something. um when they have yeah, like this or the, that that whole series like when you're listening to these two talk and you're like is this woman like really a doctor? Like there was part of me that uh, was going like, oh yeah, is that what this is going to be? Like, they're going to be like, oh yeah, actually um, she's in the psychiatric ward. And this whole thing is, uh, you know, of her crazy vision. Yeah. Like um, a psychosis. Exactly. And you're like, oh, that's uh, yeah. But that's, and, and as you see Mima, like slowly start to break down over it, 
like there's the there's like one part where um she's reading like Mima's room the whole blog thing and she sees uh a picture of herself in Harajuku like outside and she's like yeah. oh, I guess I went to Harajuku yesterday yeah, I don't remember doing that yeah you're like so what freaking. yeah it's like the uh, lost time the psychosis like split personality stuff is like the it, it's almost like memento a little bit where it's mm-hmm. like you did that thing but you don't remember it and then we're kind of like trying to work backwards to see if we can even figure out did that thing really happen or is it just like a fever dream kind of thing i don't How? know the entire the entire movie is just like i don't know to me the whole movie you're kind of trying to figure that stuff out you're like is this okay is this actually happening or is this part of the show like how old is mima i don't think they ever say how old she is i don't think they do i would assume it's like mid-20s kind of that's like because i mean like the like the way that i like they you know spit out idols right now that was another thing that was hilarious like he's talking about like the director's like yeah idols are on their way out and blah 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 and i'm like bro he was wrong (laughs) um but yeah, he's talking about how idols are on their way out and everything like that. And I'm like, I feel like like you age out of being an idol in like when you're like late teens, early twenties. Mm-hmm. Like that's when you go. I see what you mean. Because because uh, like what the, like the stuff that they're having Mima do, like having a having a rap scene in like her first like TV series. I was like, how old is she? Like yeah. that's. This is a little bit, and then the director guy taking the um, spicy pictures of her and everything. I'm like, Jeebus. Like, what yeah. is, how, who is watching this poor it girl? It is, it's, I mean, and it also is Japan, and Japan can be wild and sometimes, you know, with some of those things as part of, like, the cultural context of it and stuff. It's just, like, difficult to, like, I don't know. I don't think they ever explicitly say, but... Dude, it is definitely crunchy to watch and be like, ooh. Yeah. I, I have a question for you. In right. the scene where, like, Cham's a duo, like the, mm. the her, her idol group, they're singing and they're having a great time. And while they're singing, uh, I think that's when the photographer's taking the spicy pictures of yeah. Mima. Um, but she goes and she's in the, like, she, she, like she's in the bathroom. There's that like the her psyche version is like looking at her um and then goes out and sings with cham in like her actual outfit and everything and Mm -hmm. i was watching and like the cham singers like they're reacting to her so like she's there or there is somebody there but the way that they're looking is like uh we don't know about this like what is going on type of weird thing so i'm like was that roomy dressed as it might have been yeah switch and then you have like that weird like yeah it would be weird that because it would be weird if mima was like dressed in her old idol outfit yeah you know what i mean i didn't think about that scene but it's just a weird one the subtle things where it's like you are you don't necessarily know something's wrong but because of how everyone else in the scene is reacting you're like is something up here Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's it, it was that's, a weird one because like I was that's the yeah, breadcrumby type stuff where exactly. you're like, am I supposed to notice that or what? Exactly. I'm like, I'm like, is that supposed to be roomy? That's his whole thing though, is like Satoshi Kone's whole thing is like the messing with your mind thing and like uh you know, playing on like the those themes of like mental illness and mental health and everything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, we've talked about that before with his work being well, yeah, like Let's freaking Millennium a... Actress when you don't know yeah. what any of the whole thing is the entire time. <laughs> like at the end of the uh... movie, you're like, I don't know what I watched. Like, was any of that real? Like, I, yeah. I don't know. She doesn't know. He doesn't know. Nobody knows. But like we see it popping up in like Arnofsky's lifted scenes for like Requiem for a Dream and Black Swan. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool to see those like side by sides because I don't know. He was kind of one of those people. Satoshi Kon was one of those like his, his ideas and like the stuff that he did especially movies like this that were kind of playing on those themes of like, you know, what is like, what is real? What isn't real? And talking about those themes of mental health um, doing it in a, in a different way, I guess, than what we'd seen before, especially in 1997, like mm-hmm. we've already talked about how it was like basically on the forefront of like 
basically calling what social media was gonna what was gonna happen with social yeah. media and stuff like but it's because that, those things are universal like that's never gonna change yeah. so i think that's why it like it's so hard the fact that we didn't have the social media that we have now like in 1997 this movie would have been probably way darker because oh, yeah, i no, mean this sure. would have been this would have been a thing and a half because I mean, like, yeah. she can only like she doesn't read any hate comments. The only comments that she hears about herself is when is when she's reading Mima's room, yeah, and when she like randomly walks by people and they're like, bah, 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 and they're yeah. like talking shit. Um, that's the only time that she sees this. Could you imagine her like scrolling through Twitter? No, it's <laughs> like, like completely. Yeah, it is different for sure. But um, even even the stuff that they include is like, dang, that's pretty like a a blog type of thing. yeah, like, like early that. internet. When she's like, so, oh, I've like, heard of internet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, that's pretty. I don't know. To me, that's like even pretty advanced for being in that year for that type of site to be on there. I'm like, dang, like was that like a thing around then? Was that big? Like where like people. Or was that like a, you had to be in the know kind of thing to know what was going on with that? It's it's funny that it's interesting to think about it in the cultural context of the time. Yeah, for sure. Because like, yeah, it's such a like the movie itself is definitely like if you just want like a like a, a snippet of what it was like, like early stages of the Internet. Like yeah. just just watching this, you're like, oh, yeah, you can you can see where online bullying is starting in 1997. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, geez. It is, uh, yeah. Isn't that just awful though? It's like, of course, like this awesome thing that's connecting people, and then it's like already being used for like the worst possible shit. It, yeah, it's it, like damn it, like immediately went like, down. We couldn't have anything south. nice. I know, like it's just like we immediately just ruin it. Like, dang it, Lisa. Um, th- so what's the what's the bad guy's name? Like Mimania Mim- or something like that. Mamoru, Mamoru. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was. Uh, it's grotesque like the character that, design is so it's funny because like you're like you're supposed to be a bad guy because you just look awful like the, <laughs> the, the character design you know what i mean it's like your eye like you have like a horse's face like your eye is on the side <laughs> of your head <laughs> yeah it really is but then um, like yeah, all like the idols are all like beautiful like they're attractive mm-hmm. so it's just like funny like very a very overt visual of like no this is supposed to be a bad guy so make him look like a horrible like deformed person and it's like jesus uh man like honestly like nobody in her life was like really good to her like she's got this also doesn't tell anybody about the stalker um and her her like manager who's like has a bomb explode in his face (laughs) and they're like oh we won't tell the cops and i'm like excuse me yeah <laughs> like like from anime i know that the japanese police force is like incompetent yeah because uh, like every anime like people are just like running from them like yeah. there's that scene in, there's the scene in weathering with you where the kid escapes from the police yeah station. that's true I <laughs> and forgot just about like that. runs out and they're like ah oh, we gotta catch him oh, oh, dang, oh we well. missed <laughs> you're like um i guess maybe that's just a thing maybe like the japanese metropolitan police force is just bad um cops watching this stuff in japan like man that's not even how it went down i would i would man i if i was a cop (laughs) in japan i'd be like damn it (laughs) uh i you know we should we should have a japanese cop on the on the podcast one time and be like hey japanese cop is a cool band name (laughs) that is actually a pretty Um, cool band name I need you to make that into cassette. Just like throw some. I don't care what you put on it. Can you can you make me a CD that's got like um oh what what do they call that? I can make you a tape. I mean yeah, a tape. Can you make me a tape that's just called Japanese Cop? Um and put the uh, and put, just put like City Pop on it for it's me. City Pop, dude, I <laughs> dude, love that stuff. Dude, City Pop. Oh man, that it's would be vibe for that sure. would be fun. There is a um, band called uh, that I listened to for a while back in the day. It was like when I was like really into like the indie, heavy indie stuff. But there's a band called Tokyo Police Club, and I always thought that was a great band name. That would be cool. See, like I want you to like for like for the cover for Japanese Cop, I want you to get like an old like 1960s picture of like a Japanese police car just like driving down the road. That's what I want. Like that's the cover. 
right. Um, that would be if you can make that happen. I'll, I'll be, right I'll be happy. Um, <laughs> but no, like I think we should get a Japanese cop on and be like, hey, so all of the portrayals of like the Japanese police and media. Does that yeah. make you feel bad? <laughs> easier to set the record straight once and for all. <laughs> and you'd be like, nah, it's about right. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah, you got us. Like, if there's a kid, we let him go. <laughs> kid running through the police station for uh, attempted, like, running away and possibly kidnapping? Ah, it's fine. We'll just let him run away. I never thought about that, but that's so true. Like, they just, everyone's dunking on cops in the anime. Like, I never really even thought about that or realized Dude, that. same thing. Like, uh, so uh, Makoto Shinkai does that because that's weathering with you. And then Mamura Hosa does does that in uh, Boy and the Beast because like at the like the boys like running away from the cops and he just like runs away from the cops. It just must like, be like oh, a cultural. Right. Maybe it's like a cultural thing where it's like avoiding, um, like getting away from authority or something like that. Where it's like a, in the cultural context of it that we don't. Because there's always a, it's funny watching some of these movies where you don't know the cultural context and you're like what is that like why are they doing this mm-hmm. um i was just watching because you I, I know you've been like more into like the um like nintendo stuff like collecting that stuff and i just watched a thing about like uh mario and how um he had like a the panda suit thing and it's like why does it a leaf that gives him the oh, panda suit the like, tanuki yeah but it's yeah it's a whole thing culturally in japan and it's like the those bears like, use leaves you know you know why that if you didn't know about the culture you know why shippo from inuyasha yeah <laughs> this the least. it's funny yeah but you hey. wouldn't know that if you don't know about the culture like yeah background of it you're like oh that's why it's like a like a fable or whatever uh have you seen tetris yet no i was Bro, just you watch tetris person i've heard talk about this movie okay so you know what you need to do you need to come over for we'll get we'll, we'll get your chicken and then we'll yep. watch tetris all right all right. Who's in it? It's someone famous. Uh, it? It's uh, uh, my boy. Uh, I almost said Alden Aaron, right? It's not Alden Aaron, right? It's uh, uh, oh my gosh. What else is he in? It's Eggsy from. Oh yeah, Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I I was from Kingsman. I had, dude, I had Logan Lerman on my not mind, and I'm like, it's not Logan Lerman. Who's that again? Oh, he was in Perks Percy being a Wallflower. Oh yeah, in Perks being a Wallflower. Yeah. And in and in the best movie of all time, Gamers. That movie is actually I not watched good, it the other day. Not good. I, and I, I was watched like, it's entertaining I, to me. I watched it last night. <laughs> oh really? The, the end of the, that movie's only an hour and a half long. It's short. <laughs> the end of that movie is like it's action packed until the last ten minutes of the movie, and then it's like the longest ten minutes in the world. It and is, it's yeah. not a good thing. <laughs> No. Like everything happens throughout, and then you're just like the last him, and you're like, "Oh, I completely forgot okay. that was him in that movie." That's so funny. I didn't yep. even think of that. Um, perfect blue. Uh, so, anyway, but yeah, like doesn't tell him like the the bomb explodes in his face. Doesn't right. tell him that. Doesn't tell him that like oh, so you think the director or the like the creator of this show that you're in that caused you to have a rap scene and kind of like tarnish your image a little bit you don't think his murder not just death his murder doesn't have anything that has something to do with the bomb that i got nah it's like (laughs) and then it's oh you mean the photographer that took spicy pictures of you has also been murdered the exact same way as the writer the creator of this show you don't think I mean, you think that they have something to do you think it's all connected girl you're crazy i'm like you're a moron you don't need to be anybody's <laughs> manager you are terrible sir dude i tell you that turn though I, we talked about it earlier the reveal of that was just like it was definitely one of those things where I was like, I was genuinely pretty shocked because I don't feel like, I don't know. I don't always guess good on movies of like how some, someone's going to end up. But I was like, this is a pretty good like reveal. Here. Dude, I didn't remember. I didn't remember anything like yeah. so like when she hits uh, what's his face uh, horseman. When she hits Bojack, when she hits Bojack, Bojack yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> when she hits Bojack in the head and he's like, and like dies i was like oh man the movie's over and then 
when Rumi's like, oh, it's okay. She's like, we didn't see anything. It's like, okay, it's okay. We'll take you to Mima's room. And, and like, she what? was like, oh, okay. And you're like, wait, I'm sorry. Where are you taking her? Yeah, it's like... Because, like, there's that whole part where, like, he's also talking about, like, she wrote me emails every day. Yeah. And, and you're just like, like, did she do that and just forget? It's like, did she do that and forget? Because, I mean, like, we don't know. It's like, did That's she kill the, this the man? the whole we... thing, that whole mental health, like, yeah. split personality thing. You think that's what it is the whole time. But it was almost like a red herring. Mm -hmm. I do like, like, going back on it, when you do see Mima killing the uh, photographer... You only see her reflection in the television screen. Oh. You don't see, like, actually her. You see the reflection in the television screen, which we know the reflections are, of from uh, what Rumi sees, of herself as Mima. And yeah. I'm like, that's good storytelling. Like, that's Dude, it like, is. good storytelling. It's good cinematography. It's good that's visual good. That's how you do yeah. it. Yeah, I was like, that's... But again, yeah, then she was like, we'll go to Mima's room. It'll be okay. And I was like... Oh, that's right. She's the bad guy. <laughs> like, it is. Also, al it's also just kind of sad too. Where you're mm -hmm. like, "Dang, this poor." I don't know. You, you kind of feel weird, feeling bad for her, but at the same time, you're like, "This woman just like had nothing," kind of a thing. And it's like, yeah, well, she's a she's an old idol. Like she's yeah. an idol who stayed being an idol, and that ran dry for her. And now she doesn't have like her career is managing other idols yeah. now. You can't fill that void. Yeah. And I was like, dang, yeah, that was and like then when you go back, uh she's the she's the one telling uh like the, the I don't know, the agent or whatever that she needs to stay as an idol and not go into the movies. Ugh. Like yes. show like she's doing it the entire time. She's upset whenever, you know, the, the rap scene happens, like all of it. And you're just like, oh, geez, this is like they they lay the eggs throughout, which, again, like seeing it, the seeing it and then rewatching it, you're seeing all the little eggs. Yeah. And you're like, all right, this is they do a really good job with this. Yeah, no, it is cool, man. And it is definitely like that whole the psychosis of it the whole time. You're just, you feel like you're also losing it. And mm -hmm. I think it's what you're kind of meant to. I think that's kind of like the purpose of like how it's put together structurally for, yeah. from a visual storytelling standpoint. I, I did like um, what I did like because like when Rumi is chasing uh, uh, Mima like through the like through uh, through the rooftops. Uh, if we had a freaking rooftop chase scene in this <laughs> like, idol movie, like a born identity, yeah. like, like what the heck is this? <laughs> like Tom Cruise does that. Um, like she's all doing this stuff. And like, I was, I was sitting there and I'm like, how is, how is Rumi doing this? Cause like, let's be real. Rumi looks like me. Like we probably weigh yeah, the same. Like and I'm like, I breath. ain't doing this. Like she's all like, <laughs> like it's like perfectly land and everything. And then they cut to that one shot of like her running along like the glass bank. She's like, <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's me. That's, that's realistic. Real, yeah, that's what I mean. Inhaler at the end of that damn run. Uh, it was good, and they people get stabbed a lot. Like when it's pretty common in Japan, actually. It's yeah, when prevalent. She, when she stabs the like the the photographer, and we see those like stab wounds and everything, I was like, like it hurt me, like watching this dude get stabbed because like it's a freaking like Phillips head screwdriver, yeah, and she's like jamming him, and I'm like, ooh, that hurt. I can feel that. It was rough. And then, like, when she gets stabbed a couple times, and you're like, oh my God, like when uh, Rumi stabs Mima, like with a freaking umbrella at one point, I was like, I, you've got tetanus. They're for stabbing sure. it. Yeah, I say they're stabbing anybody <laughs> with anything they can find, man. And it's like, that's one, that's not sharp. Like, oh, yeah, the doll. That's an, that's an umbrella. <laughs> yeah, it's not meant for that. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm like, ooh. And then when, freaking roomy bends down and like cuts her like throat i was like what and then the, like oh just uh, like, go ahead i was and then at the end uh when we like she saves her like from getting hit by a bus and i'm kind of like yeah do you, do you i mean do you let her get hit by by the lorry driver do you let her do that or do you're like yeah you know what we'll save her do you let all your problems get solved immediately or do you stop it 
yeah it's like, uh yeah yeah she stops it and i'm like that makes her one the bigger person for sure and i'm also like thinking back on it i was like oh yeah no she probably should let her live because how else is she gonna try to explain this yeah to I mean, it is the Japanese Metropolitan Police Force, so I'm not 100% sure they're going to know. <laughs> not exactly like, correct, yeah. Like, what are we going to do here? Um, like, the biggest example I have of, like, Japanese police incompetence, have you seen Lupin the Third? That detective. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Actually, I think that's, is he Interpol? Interpol, I think, yeah. I think he's Interpol. Well, yeah. maybe it's just, maybe the Japanese. He's chasing them are... all over the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe Japan has, like, the best jurisdiction in the world. Like, do the, ju- the Japanese jurisdiction, it's this. It's the whole <laughs> yeah. world. We got all of this. Um, but yeah, like, like, I guess like you, you keep her alive so that you can be like, Hey, no, this is everything. She, like, she, everything. she, she did this. Yeah. Um, also there's nobody in Japan. <laughs> even that last, yeah. That last scene even is like very, you're like, what's happening? Like, is this still like, is that her or is this, you know what I mean? Cause it's like the smile, like that empty smile. Mm-hmm. Like she's that, like, you're like. She's like, no, it's me, and you're like, is it? Is it? Yeah, you're like, is <laughs> it? Is it roomy or is it actually? That's like the cool thing though, is because you're kind of left on like with the cliffhanger almost, where you're like, uh, who? Yeah, I don't know. Like, you're not sure. I think the only reason that we do know is because it's bad to say, but like the size of our two characters. <laughs> like, it's bad to say that, but like that's the only wow. way that you can kind of tell. Yeah. But I mean if we if we if we want to deep dive this. She's not looking into a mirror though at the end is she? Yeah, she looks like when she has the bouquet, she goes up to like the mirror and she sees herself. Like she sees Mima holding the bouquet as well, yeah. dressed as an idol. So you do see that shot. And it was like, "Oh, okay. So that's how we know that this is her." Yeah. Um but it could also be maybe this whole entire time that Rumi is pretending to be Mima, maybe during this period, Mima's maybe make, letting herself go a little bit because she's not going out. She's very stressed. What if maybe she's gaining weight while this happens and Rumi is losing weight throughout the entire time? So then at the end, when we have our confrontation, maybe it wasn't Mima that saves Rumi from the truck maybe it's Rumi that saves mima from the truck this is like actually pretty i should have done that more like tucker carlson that's what i should have done that for (laughs) i should be like maybe it was Rumi that actually saved mommy from the truck uh no i hate that i already hate that josh cut that out (laughs) that's pretty like actually though I don't know if you're just like messing around, but no, I was like, I was, I was that, thinking, about, I, mean, I was like, what that if? could actually be pretty plausible? Cause it, I mean, depression's a different kind of beast, man. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it definitely goes hand in hand with like you letting yourself go and gaining weight. It's, I never thought of that. The only, the only kind of onto something. There. The only hesitancy I have about that theory is yeah. I don't think the, the TV crew, would have let her go that far maybe like let herself go that far i don't because i mean she's supposed to be this idol and everything like that i'm sure like people would have been like hey we can't i mean i don't know just the way that the like the uh that part of the inner like what they showed us of the entertainment industry was like yeah i feel like that's probably not something that would have slid or we would have at least been hearing like the the steve blooms and those guys those three dudes talking Talking throughout the movie yeah exactly talking about that um that's the only thing maybe i mean you've heard about like um marlon brando turning up being like super overweight for roles and stuff and like it being a problem like it's definitely a thing that happens i think that you that's something that they have to tackle in a lot of movies and stuff or i think um when christian bale lost all that weight for the mechanic or machinist like no one told him to do that but he yeah, like lost like, all his weight i read the script yeah I, sh- I thought i should eat only one apple every day 
Apple and but cigarettes. I think, I think that, that was, was like, my that was my diet. He was like ninety nine pounds or something yeah. insane like that. Like I mean, he was little, and then he put on like a hundred pounds of weight for Batman. But but there is, I mean, there's like that's just part of the whole thing with the expectation too. Is just like, um, I don't know. You have you're held to like different standards for sure, and mm-hmm. that's all. It's just like a vicious cycle of everything that goes into kind of, um, you know, causing problems with your mental health and everything. If you didn't want to, I mean, if you knew somebody who was thinking about getting into show business or anything like that, I would show them this movie. Yeah, you you really want to do that? Check this out. This, uh, maybe you want to think about it a little bit. Um, (laughs) You know what? Do you think they ever made like a limited? Because I know like Japan loves their little, especially like with their anime and their movies and things like that. They love their special little like bonus secretive things. Do you think they made like a cham like album? They do. That is totally in the wheelhouse of something that they would do for, for a thing like this. Cause I'm kind of like, dude, I would love a cham album. Like That's pretty that funny, would be yeah. pretty dope. Um, did they have, uh, I mean, like, so I, I watched the dub last night. Um, so watching the dub, I was like, they actually dubbed the songs, like the songs in the English dub are in English. Yeah. So I was like, I wonder if they did. I mean, I, now I'm kind of like, I wonder if they actually did because it would have been actual Japanese singers. Yeah. They record an actual so, song. Yeah, exactly. Uh, cause let's see who was, oh my gosh. What? So, uh, the main character or, or Miwa, her voice actress, uh, is a uh, voice, a Japanese voice actress and singer. Uh, Junko, I'm gonna butcher the last name, Iwa, Iwa, um, Iwawa, I don't know. Um, she is, uh, her most notable role is from Card Captor Sakura. She plays Sakura's best friend, Tomoyo, the one with the camera who goes around with the camera the entire time. Oh my god, um. And so, but she's also a singer, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if maybe they actually did like a whole thing and had they probably, her sing. They could have. Yeah, she. Yeah, she was a singer from 1995 to 2014. I think she may have probably sung one of those card capture songs because I think captors. not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she was in Neon Genesis too. She was. Who's she in Neon Genesis? Uh, let's see here. Hikari. Oh, she's Shinji's mom. Uh, Golden Boy. Wow. I Wait, is that is while. is that is that Shinji's mom? Hikari, or is that class president? Uh, uh that cla- that's the, class president. Class yeah, president. The middle school. The two A. The class out of two A class or whatever. Huh. Good for her. Good for her. She's got a she's got a bunch of stuff on she's her. Got, I'm yeah. looking at her credit list right now. Oh, she was in Clear Card. She she voiced Tomia in the. Uh, oh, interesting. Well, I I could be I could be looking at this all night. Uh, I know. Oh, yeah. That, that says that there. said Garzi's wing. I thought that said Gundam wing, and I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was about to lose my marbles. I was You're like, like she's in Gundam. She's in Macross. <laughs> um. But no, yeah, like that was uh, who's uh, oh wow, yeah, look at oh my god, all these people they do all kinds of things. Um, oh, that's I wouldn't put it past them though. You should do some research and to see if they have an album. I should. I need to look into that and because that would be that would be pretty dope. I, I mean, honestly, like I've I've been collecting some like old Japanese LPs. Like, like I just I, yeah, like I bought a uh. uh we would say Yatsura one, the you know the demon girl one with the, the ogre girl, um, and one from uh, Miyuki, which is a Mitsuru yeah. uh, Mitsuru Arachi uh, anime um, that I've got. Uh, I bought those because it's it's they they both came out in the eighties, so their music is straight city pop. And Dude, like, I love I'm that, like, that vibe, the the sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. I'm like, I love that stuff. Dude, it's good. Like I, like I'll just like the high, put that the high on. Filter drum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll that, just put that so. on, and it'll be like badam and nam and nam and and you're like, oh, <laughs> what is this? Like it's so good. Um, but yeah, like 
I this movie to me is definitely one that I I feel like everyone should kind of watch. Like this is a really good like deep dive into uh one not only like the entertainment industry but just like bullying and uh mental like I want I don't want to say mental illness but um I mean I don't know because it it deals with depression it deals with like DID, which is like a big thing in this movie. Like it's yeah. socially descended identity disorder. So it's like you have a lot of stuff that goes through this and uh, backlash and everything like that. There's bullying involved. Like it's just a good movie that tackles a lot of very hard subjects. And for something that was doing this like, tw- like what twenty five years ago, yeah. Like it's. Like it's such a, I mean, it's it's as relevant today as it was in 1997, and mm-hmm. honestly, it'll probably be relevant another 25 years from now. It's pretty universal. I mean, yeah. people are always going to struggle with those kinds of things. I think, as long as like do we have like an entertainment industry, like there's going to be people that struggle with their identity and like, you know, what I mean, like mm-hmm. feeling feelings of worth and self worth and everything. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that dates this movie is the Macintosh computer. Yeah, <laughs> learning what the internet yeah. was. That's the only thing. But even then, online bullying—we got that too. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. Um. All right. So pass, stream, rent, or buy. What do you do with Perfect Blue? I have. Where's my? I have the DVD. I've already yeah, bought this, it. Yeah, my son there too. I don't remember where I. I just had it out because I just was watching it, but. Yeah, I have. It's one of the few actual ones that I own. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's like you said, it's a movie that, like, if I talk to someone and they're interested in something kind of a different anime or something more like, um, I almost want to say, like, serious or something, I've, like, let a bunch of people borrow it. Like, I've, <laughs> I've like, showed it to probably, like, five or six people, like, let them borrow it. Because yeah. it is, it's just like a relevant thing that like you can at some level with like some part of it, you can like relate to it in some, in, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. It's yeah. yeah. I mean, I bought it. So <laughs> yeah, same. Like I, I, I couldn't find uh, like a, like the dub on uh, this was, this would have been like, like maybe a year ago. I couldn't find the dub like streaming anywhere. And I was like, I really yeah. kind of want to watch the dub. Um, so I bought, I bought it on Blu-ray and then I just put it in the thing and I never watched. <laughs> so last night I was like, I remember I bought perfect blue. So I was like flipping through and I was like, ah, perfect blue. Um, so I was able to pop that in. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, it's good. Um, I like, I think the reason that I hadn't, cause like I was talking to Hannah and I was like, Hey, do you want to come on this episode? And she was like, how she was busy. Um, but she was like, how have you not done perfect blue yet? Like we've been doing this show for six years and I was like, well, cause like I wanted to do a whole month of like Satoshi Kone movies because I mean like he's got what five. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I think he, or he has four, he has four Tokyo Godfathers. I'm like kind of going through them in my head now. Uh, Paprika, Perfect Blue, Tokyo Godfathers, Millennium Actress. And he died during the fifth one. He's got four. He's only got four movies. And I think I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just do a whole month. Like I'll do like Satoshi Kone September. Oh yeah, one a week. And it, yeah, exactly. And it'll be perfect. And I just never did. Um, and then this one, I was like, oh, Oshinoko is, this is like very similar to Perfect Blue. So I was like, well, we're going to wrap, we're going to rip that bandaid off and just do Perfect Blue now. So that's kind of what happened. So thanks, Oshinoko. You helped that. <laughs> yeah. You helped us watch Satoshi Kone. Um but no, yeah, uh, Harold, where can people find you social-wise and maybe podcast-wise, if that's yeah, man. the thing? Um, yeah, I really haven't recorded in a while, but I do. I have kept my um, my website going, tunes.co, T-U-N-E-S-T-O-O-N-S dot C-O. Um, I, would, I am very interested in still writing, and so I'm uh, looking to get that ramped back up. Um but yeah, I've been doing a lot of the design and having fun with that. I've been making AMVs for um, friends for like their uh, bands and different songs and stuff. So um, I kind of tell people I'm a serial hobbyist, hobbyist these days. Like I uh, been drawing, been making music, been making music videos, just kind of all over the place. But I kind of run everything through my personal um, account. So that's just 
Harold Story on all platforms. S T O R E Y. So, but nice. yeah, follow me there. Nice. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at What's a Fandom. On Twitter at What's a Fandom PC for podcast. Check the Anime Book Club where we do all of our anime content, except for May, because it's anime, but you know, your other anime content. That's a weekly, uh, weekly show. Um, the anime book club um you can find those uh find the anime book club and what's up fandom wherever you download podcasts so itunes stitcher Podbean, google play spotify um we are still looking for a youtube editor so if you want to join our group hit me up um so you can find some of the episodes on youtube and on our website animationstationpodcast.com uh harold thanks man for coming on yeah man thanks for having me no problem uh and so for next week uh, our third episode in anime, we're going to be talking about a big one. We're going to be talking about your name, Kimi no Nawa, Makoto Shinkai's ridiculously popular anime. Harold has fantastic stories about your name. Oh my God. My best, my best time seeing your name was, was <laughs> a my biggest anxiety attack in public i was like i was like having that was my perfect blue moment having... i thought harold was gonna jump <laughs> off the balcony like, yeah. <laughs> it was bad yeah it is like it's there there's a part where like they're saying all this dialogue and then the subtitle finally catches up and it's like okay <laughs> dude it was like pan yeah man i almost had a panic attack for real i was like no one's ever going to come to a movie here again. And we had just been, people have been bitching and bitching about, you show the dub, we need to show the subs. It was the first one we showed, first and last one that we showed sub. Good. For that very reason, I was just like, who wants to go never... to a movie theater and read? I was like, we will never show another sub movie again. Oh, that was, that was rough, man. I'm sorry. That was rough. It was yeah. awful. It was, it was it's funny now, but I mean, yeah. at the time I was like, you've freaking seen, out. you've seen Kung Fu Hustle, right? Yeah, they do that <laughs> bit where tongue. he says all this. He says like tongue pow you know, under the fist. Like yeah, like he says he says like five minutes of dialogue, yeah. and it's like yes, sir, and then he's like sure. hi, and then it's like the text paragraph. is the entire screen. Yeah. Like that's exactly what happened. That yeah, in actual bad. scene happened, and it was great. Um, and it definitely wasn't a pivotal scene when the grandmother was telling the I story. I know. It was like all of like the meat of like the actual background of like that you need to know for it to it's be like, relevant. Like the the sister girls like no, I think I think it's talking. He's like, so why do we do this like breaking yes, thing? The and thing. like she says this whole entire spiel and then just like you, you know nothing. Uh, I was Japanese, so I was fine, but it was like a <laughs> Harold, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, uh, oh, geez, that was good stuff. Uh, but yeah, Harold, again, thanks so much for coming on, man. Yeah, man, thanks for sure. All right, so for What's Up Fandom, I'm Josh. And I'm Harold. Bye, everybody. Bye.